Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of Friday, December 10th, 2010, and this is the Very Merry Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, <laughs> and with me here in the winter wonderland of Orlando is the lovely Maya Strang. It is cold. It's chilly. It's cold. It's crisp. It's a high of 57. It's <laughs> cold. Uh, joining us in a few minutes, but running late, is Josh Loveless. On time and on the Skype line from Virginia is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. I, I, I would like to scold Josh for being late when he gets here, too. Uh, that's totally appropriate. <laughs> the temperature here is, it's balmy. It is straight balmy. I'd say <laughs> it's in the upper 30s. Oh, that's that's a, a balmy. That's nighttime here. It, it, it's, I, it is bone chilling. On the, our, our illustrious producer on the ones and twos behind the wall of glass, Chad Michael Snavely. Hello, friends. Uh, this week's podcast, we have um, uh, some really cool stuff lined up. Later on, we are going to be talking to artist Robbie C., about Advent Conspiracy. It's, yeah. it's a tour uh, and movement that he's uh, part of, so we have that coming up later. But not only that. I mean, that's enough right there. That's a great podcast by itself. But we also have a in-studio performance by Isley coming up. Wow. Yeah. This is... This is a big one. This is a big one. This is one people are going to remember. <laughs> is, it, is it safe to say that the stops have been all pulled out? I think this one will be memorable. I was reading the feedback about last week's some people were saying that was one of the funniest ones of the year. I saw that too. There, there seemed to be a lot of people, and the general tone was very appreciative for some reason. Because <laughs> we've been disappointing them so much lately. It wasn't on last week. They've been disappointing us because they've been they've been yeah. being very harsh and critical of us. I have to be honest. I was traveling. We recorded that podcast early in the week. I was traveling all week. Didn't get a chance to listen to it. So I was looking at feedback two nights ago and was like, really? It was, it was was that good? I don't really remember it. So I actually sat there and listened to the podcast and uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. See that the the exact same thing happened to me. I was going through feedback the other night and I was like, wow, people are really responding to this. I have to go back and hear what exactly is causing it. And I, I kind of patted ourselves on the back. I was like, you know, uh, we did, we were pretty funny. It was was a good game. There was a good game uh, that you did the Christmas game. Oh, thank you. Um, and and I, and it was, and it was uh, enjoyable to listen to because I was not one of the contestants. (laughs) So you weren't stressed out listening to it. Basically. Um, okay, so all that's coming up. Uh, stay tuned. But up first, our entertainment releases. Uh, album's coming out on Tuesday, December 14th. R. Kelly is back with Love Letter. Mm. I wonder if it's going to be a 20-chapter 20, 20 uh, <laughs> song. <laughs> There'll be a, a, a full-length feature film that uh, goes along with it. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what we're referencing, Trapped in a Closet was a epic where he did, like, I mean, seriously, at least 10... <laughs> Ten different versions, ten different music videos, mm-hmm. and, and it's it's the strangest plot for an epic because he is literally the protagonist is literally trapped inside of a closet. It was really bizarre. Yeah, when your main plot device is the crack in the door of a of a closet, you really have to <laughs> insert some weird stuff in there to make it continually watchable. Yeah, Sierra is coming out with Basic Instinct. 
Isn't Sierra a tablet? It is. Or is that Cialis? That's a male tablet, I think. <laughs> it has lots of adverse side effects, though. <laughs> like really bad That's the R&D. primary takeaway. <laughs> uh, Yonzi, Jonesy, or Yonzi is coming out with <laughs> Go Live. It's a CD-DVD combo. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. And, and that's the front man from Sue Rose. Correct. Yep. yep. And last but not least, Ryan Adams in The Cardinals is coming out with three slash four Roman numerals. Hmm. So you have to go, hmm. if you're searching for it, you have to type in I-I-I yes. slash IV. <laughs> you know why he did that? Because when uh, things are listed, listed alphabetically, he wants his right at the top. <laughs> his last name's already Adam, so he already has that locked up, right. you know, yeah. if you're searching alphabetically by artist, but now album as well. Uh, additionally, there's a lot of great Christmas singles and EPs being released. Coldplay, The Killers, The Civil Wars, Sleeping at Last, Seabird, Bebo Norman. Um, a, a good place to look for Christmas music is Noise Trade uh, for free. Uh, or Amazon MP3 is doing amazing deals, like entire albums for one ninety nine. Or just wow. free, even. Or wow. fr- yeah, right. They're doing Funny one free like, song a day. A day for yeah. all of December. All of December. You're right. And uh, also iTunes, yep. if you want to pay full price. <laughs> which is now one ninety nine, which is double full price. <laughs> <laughs> um, movies coming out on Wednesday, December 17th. Tron Legacy, finally. Nerds. Yes. Nerds? Uh, yep. Hey, I, I know we're not into slices yet, but Wired, the uh, Wired.com uh, did this little uh, story on this like chopper, uh, you know, place that they make like motorcycle choppers uh-huh. and they have replicated the, tr- and it's street legal, the Tron bike. Wow. Where you're pretty much lying down on it, but it looks exactly like it, it does in the movie and they're only making 10. They're only $50,000, <laughs> which... That's when you think Harley about, costs. okay, how much would you pay to own the Tron motorcycle? Yeah. Right. $50,000 is doable. Does it glow like that, though? I think it has, like, neons and stuff on wow. it. Sure. But but you know how, like, the, the wheels have no axles? Right. It, they actually, I don't know how they do it. Maybe with, with ball bearings, uh, you know, ball bearings are, are the source <laughs> of most mechanical feats. That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all the ball bearings. Bear. What, 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 is that from, what's that Chevy Chase movie where he has that great line about ball bearings? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So a listener will, um, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not the, it came out the same time as like the jerk did with Steve Martin. Uh, it wasn't Hitch. It was, it was Fletch. Fletch. It was in Fletch. Okay. Sorry for that. Never digression. saw Fletch. Um, I saw it on Encore one time, uh, <laughs> like in the after, in the middle of the afternoon, you know, when they play old Chevy Chase movies. I think Funny Farm plays once a day somewhere <laughs> uh-huh. around two thirty in the afternoon. Usually on uh, Encore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Funny yeah. Farm and Tron are, are very similar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is a terrible digression, <laughs> terrible. but uh, you can own the Tron bike if you have $50,000. You just have to lube the ball bearings regularly. <laughs> yeah, or else it, you will be in a horrific motorcycle crash. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, um, I, I bought the Richard Branson launched a new magazine just for the iPad called Project, and the covers Jeff Bridges, and the interview talks about, and then there's this interactive feature on the making of Tron. And he said that the entire movie, he did not interact with anything. He went in and put on one of those um, suits with the light things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, his entire outfit in the movie is CG. Oh, right. Well, it's a younger actor's body yeah. under there. The only, the, the only thing that's actually him is his face. 
but like n- the entire room. It's not his body. No, they filmed in it. They filmed it in a blank warehouse. The entire movie in a blank warehouse. It's all CG. The outfits are all CG. Everything's fake except for faces. Why didn't they use his body? They need someone fitter. Probably he has. Yeah, the, I think he's like sixty. He has a middle-aged man paunch. Yeah, I mean, remember the big Lebowski. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, even in this, you know, the photo shoot for this thing, he does. He's not the fittest dude to be wearing a unitard. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very few can get away. Even <laughs> even younger actors, very few can get away with a full on unitard. Mm-hmm. Right. So all that to say, Tron Legacy is coming out on the seventeenth. <laughs> um, also, How Do You Know, starring Reese Witherspoon, Owen Wilson, Paul mm-hmm. Rudd. Jack Nicholson and Ewan McGregor, not Ewan. <laughs> I almost, I almost put his name. Did in there. you really? Yeah, <laughs> I saw Owen. I thought Ewan, uh, Yogi Bear, which is where Ed in, Aww, ended up. I saw that. Poor Ed. Poor Ed. That's where his, oh, yeah. he's basically gone the the the, um, the, the, the <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks route. And the I was gonna say route. the Luke Wilson or Jason say. Lee route. Jason Lee route. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> except Jason Lee can still get other acting jobs. I would think. Yeah, he's got a cop show on TNT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ed, Ed is one step away from a cop show on TNT. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it's been relegated to the afternoon slot before Funny Farm comes on. <laughs> also going out Rabbit Hole, starring Nicole Kidman, Aaron Eckhart, and Sandra Oh. And lastly, Casino Jack, starring Kevin Spacey uh, and others. I didn't know he was still making movies. I didn't know Kevin Spacey? Either. Yeah. Yeah, he kind he's of, kind of he's kind of just the same character over and over. He's just Kevin Spacey. He, they should just rename all of his characters Kevin. <laughs> 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 all right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Uh, it looks like Josh Lovelace just arrived, so stay tuned. Up next, slices. This week's podcast is brought to you by Right Brain Media. Right Brain Media is much more than just another web or software developing company. Their experienced developers work with clients to create solutions when seemingly non-existent. Visit rightbrainmedia.com to see how Right Brain Media can help your company or organization. Snowflakes start falling. You're listening to Love Drug. The song is Blue Christmas. It's like if you're shopping at Kmart. No. No? They have the blue light specials. <laughs> Do they still have that? I'm not saying that you're depressed at Do Christmas. Do they still have Kmart? Sh- yes. I used to work at Kmart, so. Did you I really? Joke that in high school, I did. I had a brief stint in the garden department at, at a local <laughs> Kmart. My main job, and this is true, uh, you know when uh, people like buy mulch uh, and it comes in those bags? Yeah. which. If I'm if I were to buy, you know, hundreds of pounds of mulch, I probably wouldn't go to Kmart. I'd probably go to like a, a you know a place that specializes like Home Depot. in outdoor stuff. Yeah. But my job was to stand in the in the parking lot, what they call the corral, which is this little fenced-in area where they store all these wet bags of mulch, and people would just come back and I would load them in their car for them. It was a pretty <laughs> awful job. That's your whole job. So t- it, it was the main it was the main part of the job. Yeah. Hmm. So their tagline is there's there's smart and then there's Kmart smart and the way that they showed is they the word smart appears on the screen and then they drop in the K logo right next to it you know like making one word 
So shouldn't it be there's smart and then there's K-smart? That's what I've always thought. Or K-smart. <laughs> <laughs> they're smart and then there's K-smart. Because it would, it would make you say, okay, so the K-mart is K-smart. Oh, okay, it's smart to shop there. Wouldn't that be better and more easily to remember than K-mart smart? We are talking about Kmart here, though. That's true. Yeah, and, and my lunch break, here's where I took my lunch breaks. The K Cafe, which is the small <laughs> yeah. snack stand at the front of the store where you can buy hot dogs and pretzels. I think it's the K Cafe. <laughs> the K Cafe. The K Cafe. There's a C and a K, so you you double enunciate the, the K. The K Cafe. Um, welcome to Josh Loveless. Hi. We told everybody that you'd be joining us for slices. Yeah, I, I, apolog- I apologize. We haven't even started slices yet. Oh, well, fantastic. All, all of that was because the Love Drug song, Blue Christmas, is what they were listening to. Man. Blue the Blue special. Light Special. Yeah, that's how we, okay. got, that's how we got there. Okay. Josh, I, I will say you were almost replaced by the guy outside cleaning the awnings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Awning guy. Because I was making the... It wasn't... I have a, it's nothing personal, but I convinced I was convincing them that he's probably got great stories because he looks in so many windows. <laughs> That's absolutely true. He actually gave me a dirty look when I walked in. Like, why are you late for the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Because well, yeah, he knew that he was up. Yeah, he, yeah, was- he knew any moment we would knock. They, you guys would be knocking on the window and and you know pointing to the headphones. Come on in. Tell us some stories about looking in people's windows while you're doing awnings. Oh my awning guy has some crazy stories. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, that's true. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard fun. <laughs> with a period, lowercase f-u-n period, fun, with the song Believe in Me, playing right now on Relevant FM, as is the love drug song, Blue Christmas, which you can buy at Kmart nationwide. (laughs) Okay, it's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, this story uh, really amused me this week. And it started off, you know, it's it's one of those uh, stories about the intersection of of fashion and, you know, social awareness and and charity. That's where I live. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, so all of these celebrities came together. Uh, the Two of the Kardashian sisters, Lady Gaga, Ryan Seacrest were among them. So, so people that are very, very significant um, <laughs> voices on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, that, that It's actually hard to imagine life without them contributing uh, to social media. So they decided they would agree to, quote unquote, kill themselves on social media until they raised one. $1 million for a charity that does AIDS relief in Africa and India. So, I mean, it sounds like a, like a relatively admirable cause. Sure. So how it was going to work is they were going to take a hiatus until users rallied and donated $1 million collectively. Uh, the problem is after they, they, they expected it to be done within 24 hours. Because for a lot of these celebrities, Twitter and Facebook is are really important to keeping them you know, in the uh, public awareness day to day. Well, a week went by and they weren't even halfway there. Wow. Well, I th- I, I Don't th- you use social media to help raise the money? Well, so here's the, here's the thing that I felt when I first heard about this, I thought that when people in social media build momentum, like Haiti, things like that, it's because people are tweeting it and retweeting it right. and reminding you about it. If the people trying to raise the money went away, <laughs> you would not notice. Right. And you would forget about their cause immediately. The stream of, of stuff coming to your Twitter feed is non nonstop. Well, I was thinking I would probably donate if they promised to stay off Twitter. <laughs> like, yeah. if I could get the Kardashians off Twitter forever, I would give money to a good cause. Yeah, and that's the other side of it, is, like, these are really annoying figures saying, hey, we'll <laughs> yeah. be quiet 
if you give money. I don't money, follow any of those people. Or if you don't give money, we'll be quiet. And it's like, sweet, I won't give money. But I, <laughs> sweet, I don't have to hear from a Kardashian or Ryan Seacrest. Or All cut right. a check? Okay. But I, <laughs> I heard John Acuff tweet uh, this last week uh, something to the effect of uh, complaining about how often someone tweets is like complaining that the person you made a phone call to is talking too much. Right. I agree. Yeah. So well, it's, well, I think it's, it's, yeah, I agree. I mean, you, except you have people to retweet read their them. tweets to, well, to no, not necessarily. Error. I mean, people retweet Ryan Seacrest a lot. I mean, it's like, I don't have to follow Ryan Seacrest and he still invades my stream. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we all know the feeling of being assaulted by Ryan Seacrest in one way or, or him invading, Ryan your stream. Seacrest <laughs> invading your stream. <laughs> If I had a dollar for every time I've heard that, I'd be well, so, so some of the celebrities started uh, getting a little antsy, and actually Usher was just like, "Ah, oh, forget it," and just started tweeting again. Anyway. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He's I'll... like, "Forget this whole Africa thing. I got, so, I, you know, I got some, uh, you know, witty little observations about Survivor that I really have to get out there." Survivor, that's funny. <laughs> or the Amazing Race, or whatever Usher yeah, I, tweets about. Yeah, I'm sure Usher tweets about. Survivor and the Amazing Race, Jesse. <laughs> Maybe he does. Well, I mean, what, I haven't. Okay, confession: I don't follow Usher on Twitter, but, but I'm assume, assuming yeah. I'm assuming his 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 twittering is rel- most much like most people's is relatively trivial, right? And he's just sitting at home a lot on Wednesday nights watching CBS. He and the Beebs. I, I think people would be surprised. You know, I, I bet a lot of these guys have have some guilty pleasures. You know, they have a I lot mean, of them. That's why they're R and B stars. <laughs> That's why they're R and B. Yeah, they they got a lot of material. Yeah. Um. You don't you don't come up with trapped in a closet by not watching reality TV. <laughs> All right. So they, they they rallied. Like I said, Usher just bailed on it, even though he said he was going to do it. Um. And they called up a uh, a sort of a, a billionaire who's also a socialite. The New York Post has a picture of this guy. His sunglasses match his phone and his watch. Uh, mm-hmm. All being canary yellow, and he's wearing a black leather jacket. Um, but he is a, a, a former pharmaceutical executive who, I guess, is a pretty charitable guy as it is. So he donated about five hundred thousand uh, dollars to get the celebrities back on Twitter. Oh. So we so, have him. To so think. are they all back on now? From what I understand, uh, I, I well, think they I, are. I'm doing the basic math here. You said they didn't get ha- they didn't even get halfway, and if he did half a million. They're still $12,000 short. They maybe, need to keep quiet. Maybe the Kardashians just paid it so they could see, get back I, I heard that Kim Kardashian and Lady Gaga were back on, but I don't think Justin Timberlake is. Yet. He never tweets it. He anyway. doesn't tweet much. But he did tweet that he was going to die socially unless people resurrected him, and I never heard anything else from him. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh well. It was a, yeah, he committed Twitter suicide. <laughs> I imagine we'll hear from him around Easter. He's like, you know, I, I, this, Twitter really is a burden, so yeah, just keep sending money. I'll be back one day. So was this some genius marketing mm-hmm. plan, or was this all well, the celebrities Well, they actually said it was probably uh, a genius marketing plan that backfired Yeah, because... Uh, you know, they had assumed that within 24 hours, the Lady Gaga and Ryan Seacrest fans would just, you know, oh, no. rally yeah. to get them back on. And then it was like, oh, well, actually, no one cares if you're on Twitter, you know. Right. But, I mean, we're talking about it. So even though it's at the expense of Ryan Seacrest and the Kardashians. Let's say we, we're talking about it being a failure, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. OK. What do you have, Maya? Um, so apparently there is um, an organization in Kentucky that is taking on the Bible land 
What, what's our th- Holy Land? The Holy Land experience. The Holy Land experience. Brought to you by Trinity Broadcasting Network. Yes. TBN. Has a competitor. No way. Yes. In Kentucky. In Kentucky, of course. Yeah. <laughs> in northern the heartland. K- in northern Kentucky. Is it associated with the Creation Museum? No. Which is also in northern Kentucky. Nice reference. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cameron's a big fan of Christian amusement destinations. Jesse and I, there. with Adam Smith, broke to the Creation Museum one day. And we thought, well, ah, we're already going to be up in Nashville. Kentucky's right north of it. Let's just. And we were pop- visiting Adam's family, yeah. too. Let's that just pop on there. by. Didn't realize seven hours later <laughs> how far away northern Kentucky did was. You hit, did you hit up Heritage USA on that road trip? No. You didn't? Unfortunately, we didn't. Oh, man, that would be. We did come down. I mean, I had to go to Atlanta, so they dropped me in Atlanta. Yeah. We could have swung through South Carolina to, to hit Heritage USA. Imagine but. hitting that, Heritage USA, and the Holy Land. Right now, there are people hearing this idea, planning yeah. Christmas yeah. vacation <laughs> around this trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Come experience. on, Apolly. Well, now we can people, people are quitting their jobs right now. Like, there's no way I'm going to need that much time off, but I have to do this. Yeah, exactly. So, now there's a fourth that we can add to yes, the trip. Yes, and it's going to be called the Ark Encounter. And they are going to build a gigantic Noah's Ark. But which they have at the Creation Museum. No, well, they can't find it. Not the entire thing. They did a, a, a life-size cross-section of it. Remember, Jesse? This is going yeah. to be the yeah. whole thing. It's going to be taller than three-story building, buildings. The, uh, the deck will be longer than 35 tennis courts. Uh, we constructed out of timber using dimensions from Genesis. And planners say it will be big enough to fit 600 train cars inside. Is it going to be seaworthy? <laughs> It'll sink. No. I, they didn't say. They should have it in a big lake. Only a landlocked state would come up with such an idea. Isn't the isn't the ark frozen somewhere like in the, the Himalayas? In or the something. Himalayas, yeah. like they, Mount they Ararat say or something. It exists, but it's buried beneath the yeah. ice or something. Which okay, I, just I mean, just being honest, I think it would actually be kind of cool to see that, you know, uh, and 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 the real ark. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, obviously, yeah, the real one would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be. No, nah, I, I pass on that I one. I can't disagree. I want to see, see the, the one, one in Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> right, of course. There you go. No, I, but I'm just saying, like, if it's as tall as three-story buildings, just out of curiosity, even if it was, even without the biblical reference, I would like to see a boat made out of wood that big. I wonder how they make it watertight. Um, well, it's going to cost 150 Putty. Hundred and fifty huh? putty, putty, <laughs> wood, 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 lots putty. of putty, yeah. lots, lots of tubes of caulk, yeah, <laughs> lots of lubed ball bearings. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, well, okay, so there are not going to be any rides. Well, of which, course not. It's a boat. Yeah, but they're calling it a theme park. Oh, but there's not going to be right. There's well, going the theme to be is, the, is the, the boat flood. a ride? Yeah. Like, can you take it out on no, a river? It's like a log flume. <laughs> it's like one of those log flume rides. <laughs> That'd be awesome. We're actually in the ark. <laughs> world's lo- so really, what you buried the lead again, Maya? What what they've built is the world's largest log flume ride. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, is going to obviously be a full scale wooden ark. There's going to be live stage shows, museums, theaters, a petting zoo, and even a tower of Babel. The challenge, though, a is tower of Babel. Yes. <laughs> That's How confusing. does that even play? It's like, you know, they ran out of Noah's Ark themes. <laughs> I know. Well, we got to throw something in there. Let's do the Tower of Babel. Yeah. The challenge is you have to go for 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't just go for a day. It's very. It's a very expensive trip. It is. Yeah. It well, is. you have to quit your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This, you know what would be cool? If they made it a cruise ship. Okay. <laughs> no, that would not be cool at all. On Noah's Ark for forty days and forty well, nights. Well, yeah, Mercy Me plays, you know, every night. <laughs> Hillsong United leads worship during the afternoons. 
Yeah. Uh, animals on there. You can eat them. They have so petting zoos. Yeah, they're going to have a petting Did zoo. Did you say this? you get to eat them? <laughs> yeah. Well, 40 days, 40 nights. You'd get like, yeah, we don't need zebras. We don't need, the, we don't need this species. Zebras don't do much. Let's just eat that. Yeah. <laughs> we brought two of every kind for a reason. <laughs> yeah. It's like the female got pregnant, so we're good. Let's let's eat the yeah, male. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm starving. <laughs> Thank God the, the female zebra is pregnant. I'm starving. So this will be ready for you all. For everybody uh, in 2014. Did you say that wow. it's going to be $150,000? $150 million. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was like... I was going to say, that's actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, I was like, this is this is not going to be a good experience. Paper mache. Yeah. Paper mache. <laughs> yeah. That's only three trod bikes. Yeah. <laughs> I think the cake boss is actually putting that together. It's just oh, yeah. going to look like a uh, yeah, China art. $150 million. Who, who's funding it? Um... Developers <laughs> says in, um, inevitably, the, inevitably, the Kentucky, the, the Kentucky uh, Derby governor <laughs> is uh, has signed off on the plan, and he's going to give them almost forty million dollars in tax breaks. Oh my! It will create nine hundred jobs. Apparently, a lot of people are getting all up in arms. They're like, you, the whole you can't, church and state controversy. You can't pray blah, blah, in blah. school, but here's forty million dollars in tax exactly. breaks. Exactly. Yeah. So there's. That's great. We'll see if it actually. Well, gets I imagine built. it would create uh, take a lot of jobs to make a massive wooden ark. I think <laughs> is pure manpower. Well, I saw Evan Almighty. Right. I mean, that's some and hard work. They did ride Evan Almighty through the through the streets of. Uh, they didn't ride Evan Almighty. They rode the ark. <laughs> Whatever. <through laughs> Steve Carell gave piggyback rides. <laughs> oh my word! You know what? He I put mean. all the animals on his back. <laughs> oh my yeah. word! You know what I mean. It yeah. was written into his contract. It was, <laughs> and he had to stay off Twitter for forty days and forty nights. No, I was just, inevitably TBN will buy this. I, I I'll right. tell you this: like the Holy Land experience, it was built by another organization. They ran out of money. TBN swooped in, turned it into TBN gold. Yeah, they painted everything purple and gold. I so what's going to happen is in 2016, that arc will become gold. Yes, <laughs> I think. Well, I, I I would love to be at the business meeting. Like he calls like investors together. He's like, guys, got a little plan. Hear me out here. Three story <laughs> replica of Noah's Ark, and I've crunched some numbers, and it's only going to cost. Wait for it, hundred fifty million. <laughs> Who's in? Who's <laughs> Okay, what do you have, Josh? Uh, there's a guy named Larry Falter. Uh, which I is know an, Larry. an unfortunate last name. Well, he's a jeweler in Wisconsin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he does. Yeah, 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 that's him. <laughs> that's where I buy my watches. <laughs> yeah. uh, rarely does a guy with the last name Loveless uh, call someone else uh, who has a bad last name uh, as someone being unfortunate. But uh, Larry Falters... Uh, at least yeah, he's not a loan tough. shark. <laughs> Larry Loan Shark. <laughs> or a mortgage broker. Well, he kind and of he is. Falters, yeah. it, uh, depending on how you look at this. Uh, he's or, got a jewelry store. Or, or, a, <laughs> or a tennis player. <laughs> or a politician. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else? Or bowler. There we go. Can't get a foot fault in bowling. <laughs> there we go. Larry Falters with the foot fault. <laughs> oh, man. He just sounds like a sinner. All right. Um, let's see. He, he's got this jewelry store in Wisconsin, and uh, he's been trying to figure out a way to intersect uh, his faith with his business. And he's recently. Well, what if he was a. What if he w studied. Uh, <laughs> what if he studied earthquakes? <laughs> a seismologist. <laughs> his name was Fault. <laughs> I'm Larry Falters. I look for fault lines. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Don't apologize. <laughs> he could uh, be a prosecution attorney. <laughs> 
lighting the fall. There we go. Uh, he recently came back uh, from an inspiring trip to Israel and was convinced that he needed to be more vocal about his faith. And so was trying to figure out a way to intersect his jewelry business with his faith and the inspiration he experienced in Israel, uh, which caused him to deliver this message uh, recently um, to the community in Wisconsin. He said uh, to the community, uh, did you know that the Bible predicts the day of the Lord, followed by the return of Jesus Christ to Jerusalem? As I read the daily news and look around the world, I believe we're really close to that day. Nonetheless, here and now, if you want jewelry, I have access to millions. Diamonds and gemstones, gold, silver, watches and clocks. I'm selling everything at 50% off, giving you unbelievable savings. So wow. this is his way of telling everyone the day of the Lord is coming soon. And as a result, and I have a huge picture, which obviously doesn't work for podcasts, but a huge picture here of this massive banner in front of his store that says 50% off second coming sale in front of his jewelry store. Wow. And this is his way. I fail to find the correlation. No, you can't take it with you. The world's about to end. So you might as well use all your earthly means to buy my jewelry and buy enjoy more. your last few days. Yes. So um, To adorn yourself with... Wisconsin's best jewelry. Right. I I don't feel like he has a very good transitional sentence yeah. explaining why. Right, right, right. He just says, the world's coming to an end. Buy jewelry 50% off. It doesn't really connect. But what would you just, expect? Can you use that for any product? I know. I think you could. I think he's saying, I've got to find a way. My last name is Falter. What am I going to do? Jewelry, <laughs> Jesus, Israel, 50% off. That's what he's decided. So... I don't know. If you're looking for jewelry and passing through Wisconsin on your way to the Ark place in 2014. So you, if you're coming from the Pacific Northwest and you're possibly going through with Wisconsin before you Canada. go down. Or yeah. from Canada. Yeah. Driving down. You yeah. Know. Pick up some jewelry on your way. Well, Why not? well I will say this. Despite the gaudiness of the campaign, 50% off is a <laughs> heck of a deal in this economy. <laughs> so so well, if you could email me the URL to his website, okay. I'm in, this economy, in, the, in the market for a new citizen watch. Okay. <laughs> this economy, he's great. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, Larry Falter. <laughs> Yeah, is, he knows his watches apparently. But yeah. adorning uh, yourself once again, it's pretty effective because we're talking about it. So, yeah. but in this economy, adorning yourself with jewels—I don't know that that's exactly right. the right timing or message. Cameron, they're half off. <laughs> it's a deal. I don't think you caught that half off. I, I picture him being like the king from that uh, Disney cartoon of Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. You know where he yeah. has all the the jewels. And he's just dripping on in them. Him. Yes, on him. But, or he's like Scrooge McDuck and he like high dives into his bin of coins <laughs> and jewels. Nice reference. Yeah. Which I always thought when I, <laughs> I always thought when I was a kid, like, oh man, that would just be awesome. Because when you're a kid, you like going to swimming pools and stuff. And <laughs> thinking, well, Scrooge like dives and swims in coins. And I remember like we had this big like uh, bag of pennies at one point. I can't remember how we came upon them, but I poured them all in a big pile and I just thought I could like jam my hand through to the bottom, you know? <laughs> uh -huh. And literally all I did was really hurt my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you Imagine know, that, that would never work. It's not that like a ball pit. I could pit. never dive into these. It's not a ball pit like from Showbiz Pizza. You, you can't dive into it. Yeah, I mean, they're the flat metal objects. Um, in <laughs> hindsight, I should have recognized that, but I watched a lot of DuckTales and was led to believe the contrary. So, when, when did you do this last year? <laughs> yeah, this was earlier today. Okay. <laughs> In your hands still hurt. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm in a cast right now. I love decktails. Nice. All right. On that note, that'll wrap up slices. Stay tuned. Up next, Isley. Up above Ken.
This Relevant Podcast is brought to you by the Essential Edwards Series, the best way to learn about America's greatest theologian pastor, Jonathan Edwards. Compact, understandable, and inspiring, any or all five of the books in the series can be purchased online or at your favorite bookseller. Get yours today. You're listening to Coldplay. The song is Christmas Lights. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Isley is a rock band from Tyler, Texas. Uh, it's a bit unusual. It's cons- uh, the, the, the group consists of four siblings and their cousin. Uh, the name Isley translates to Ice Islands in several Germanic languages, but was selected by them because of its link to the Star Wars saga, i.e. Mos Eisley. The band formed in 1997 after youngest sibling Stacy wrote uh, their first song at age eight. They've opened for Coldplay, Brand New, Snow Patrol, Switchfoot, The Fray, and Mute Math. They've also performed on uh, Late Night with Conan O'Brien. The band released two full-length albums and numerous EPs, and their new album is scheduled to be released in 2011. They recently came through the relevant studios. Here they are performing Memories. He was throwing grain to the ground below, ground below with dreary circles of his arms. Slow, very slow, his cap pulled down round his ears to hide the smile and watery. After all, I'm the one who is gone. I'm the 
That was Isley. Check him out at Isley.com. Go tell it on the You're listening to Seabird. The song is Go Tell It on the Mountain. Over the hills and everywhere. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Well, it's that time of year. Uh, Christmas time is a busy time, an expensive time, a stressful time for many people. And there is a movement afoot to change all that. It's called Advent Conspiracy. And uh, it's a movement to kind of change how we view the season as Christians uh, to remember what it's really about, to actually change how we celebrate it, um, to make it more meaningful and more about what it's supposed to be about. Um, Advent Conspiracy is, is a movement that's been adopted by a lot of churches and, uh, and leaders around the country are really advocating for it. The idea is something that we've actually covered in the magazine for the last couple of years. Um, but this year, uh, Chris C., who's a pastor and author uh, from Houston, and his brother, uh, worship leader Robbie C., are on a tour talking about it uh, uh, right now, actually. And while he was on the road uh, this week, our very own Elise Gilligan got a chance to catch up with Robbie C. to talk about the Advent conspiracy. And here's part of that conversation. <music> Could you tell me a bit about the concept behind Advent Conspiracy? We know a bit about it, but I'd like to just hear your personal take on it and just how that concept has emerged. Yeah, sure. Well, my brother Chris and I, uh, we're, we live in Houston, and Chris is our pastor. And, uh, you know, I've led the music there and, and uh, kind of pastored artists there for, for almost 12 years. And several years ago, just the, the discussion began to, to come up, um, really just how how gross our Christmas celebration has been. And, and by our, I mean, like, really mine and his and, you know, our churches. And it's something just kind of seems out of whack. And the more that we had that conversation with, you know, maybe some friends and some other pastors and, and um, you know, folks that seemed to reson- resonate with the conversation, we thought, well, what if we, you know, what if we kind of formalize this? And, and Chris, along with uh, with our friend Rick McKinley out in Portland, who's at Imago Day Church, great church out there, and then Greg Holder, who's a pastor in St. Louis, they kind of formally said, "Let's let's do this. Let's call it Advent Conspiracy. Let's try to come up with with a way to explain to folks that, hey, you know what? Um, we've kind of messed up. We as in the church, we as in individuals, as, as far as how we celebrate Christmas. Maybe we could step back and reevaluate this whole thing." And uh, 
so that's that was you know very simply how it how it kind of got some traction um what that looks like each year has kind of evolved um you know there's there's kind of four focuses on abbott conspiracy you know if you go to the website abbottconspiracy.org you see these four kind of focus points and and um they're pretty simple worship fully which kind of sounds spiritual you know i mean that sounds good spend less give more and love all and um you know honestly i'm not one for like points and kind of like laying it out like that but but um but if you kind of give some thought to these these ideas and especially apply it to how Americans especially you know pursue this holiday season um it begins to it begins to 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 make some sense and it it you know there's not any kind of clear cut like you have to do this or this movement is really about you know xyz but it, it begins to um to kind of stir at least within me you know, I got to look at my family. I got to look at how I spend my resources and my time and my energy, and how I approach this whole this whole month. And and uh, maybe in that, um, I get a chance to to enjoy the mystery and the beauty of what we're celebrating. You know. How have you personally taken the challenge to spend less and give more at Christmas? What does that look like within your family? Yeah, well, you know, in my house, and probably like most folks listening, I'm busy. And, you know, we live in a culture where busyness is a virtue, and we, we're we so busy that we even have to get online and tweet about how busy we are, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> and we tend to ignore just, like, family and friends and the chance to actually personally interact with people. And, and it's just busyness rules, you know? And so in my house, when we talk about this, that becomes that just becomes the focal point for us is to say you know what we're just too busy and i'm not sure that that all the things we're doing are really really that great i mean um maybe maybe god can really be glorified this christmas if i just kind of step back and said i'm not that important i'm not the center of the universe um and there's a mystery that we when we profess to you know the, the gospel story when we profess in it it starts right here in December when we really begin to celebrate, you know, the mystery and the birth of Christ. And yet, for me, the way that I celebrate that has just been, let's get busier and let's spend a bunch of money. And in some cases, we spend a bunch of money we don't have. <laughs> and we stress out. And then we try to sit down. I have three little, I have three little ones in my house, and, and I try to explain to them, you know, hey, this this is really a mystery and this is this is beautiful and you know and this 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 angel appears to this this young this young teenager and says you know you're going to carry god inside of you and yet the way that we you know model that out for my kids is just to to stress out and you know we got holiday parties and we got all this stuff going on and so you know that that's a long explanation to say for us we start by just saying we're not going to be busy and so when you talk about Advent conspiracy, how do we spend less and actually give more? Is that really Can that really happen? Because for me, like a gift card is the way to go. Right. You know, it's like that's so easy. <laughs> it works. And so she really, yeah, she models that for me by just saying, like, think about what we're giving and who we're giving to. And um, do we really want to contribute to, you know, a bunch of presents that we, you know, in a few months' time we forget who gave them to us and what they were, you know. And so as we step back and we kind of like scale back the busyness, she's able to, to really model that for me and go, let's, let's 
let's be thoughtful here. I don't want to be a Scrooge. So don't, it's not about not giving gifts. It's just about really taking some time and some energy and the impulse to buy a gift card. And there's nothing wrong with gift cards. So, you know, I'll take them. But, but the impulse is to run out and buy a bunch of them and say, hey, my shopping's done. I don't know that that really is that, that great of a, a celebration, you know? I think a lot of people in taking the challenge of Advent conspiracy, they might be tempted just to focus on redistributing their spending at Christmas and being generous. But how do you also engage with the worshipful and liturgical aspects of the Advent season? Yeah, you know, and again, I grew up, I grew up in the church. I grew up as a, as a Baptist kid and, uh, you know, God bless the Baptists. They, they do a lot of things well, but but Advent is not one of them. You know, I really had no idea what that meant. I kind of thought it was, you know, kind of freakish. <laughs> you know, it's like, what are you talking about? I mean, Christmas is where it's at. There's no reason to mess around with anything else. And and so for us, over the last, you know, we Chris and I started the church in Houston together 12 years ago. And, you know, when we started, we said, you know, let's... Let's walk through this church calendar. We've got this beautiful history of the church calendar that involves the, the Lenten season and the Advent season. And and obviously, you know, leading up to Easter, leading up to Christmas, um, you've got Pentecost. You've got all these, these amazing celebrations and also these amazing seasons of rest and of anticipation. And it's just not something we ever did, you know. And so, yeah, you're you're right on because really none of this makes any sense. You know, we can... We can give better presents and we can spend less money, but it's, if we're not really engaging um, what it is to, to worship fully in the season of Advent, then it's pretty much pointless, you know? And so for us, um, let's start December by taking a step back, yeah, taking a deep breath, clearing out my inbox, you know, maybe just pulling back with how much I'm online and just saying, God, let me walk through Advent. Let me, I got four Sundays here um, to really engage in the story. And that's been awesome for us. And to be, a, you know, and not just to do that as individuals, but really to do that as a church. And so that's the, you know, that's the other aspect that is, you know, as people go, well, what is this whole thing about? You know, it's like, really, we want to just encourage you uh, to gather around with folks that you love and to remind each other that, um, this Christ story is pretty crazy, and in a few weeks we're gonna we're gonna you know reach the celebration. But if we believe this, man, this this stuff is crazy. Let's read it together. Let's let's sing about um, his coming together, and that's been really really meaningful for me, for my family, for our church, and especially as an artist. You know, um, it's just been it's been a blessing. That was Robbie C. You can find out more about uh, Advent Conspiracy at adventconspiracy.org.
You're listening to The Killers. The song is Boots. It's playing right now on Relevant FM. Is Boots referring to Santa Claus's boots? Yeah, it's a, it's a Christmas song. Uh, I was going to say, I thought we were playing all Christmas stuff. Yep. So a fun fact of, or, uh, about Isley. Stacy Dupree, who's the keyboardist and vocalist, uh, is married to Darren King, the drummer of Mute Math. They got married this past year. Good for them. Good for them. Also, another fun fact, their dad, uh, the, the sibling's dad, is Boyd Dupree, and he actually is a designer, and he designed a couple of book covers for relevant books back when we were publishing, including our very first book, which was called Enter the Worship Circle. Um, he did all the album packaging for the Enter the Worship Circle packages, hmm. and he also designed the book cover and interior graphics for our book, Enter the Worship Circle. Anyway, here is Isley performing Come Clean. One, two, three, go. Mr. I don't believe in you. Mr. I don't believe in you. Just come clean while you're around me with your head bleeds and your nose bleeds too. Cause I don't see that there's a truth in the way you're talking to. But let's give it a try, let's keep it the truth Why do you want to fall to pieces? Let's give it a try, let's keep it the truth And come clean while you're around me And come clean Talking to me, and oh, it's so soothing. But let's give it a try, let's keep it the truth. Why do you want to fall to pieces? Let's give it a try, let's keep it the truth and come. Would you come clean while you're around me And just come clean while you're around me Oh, and listen to me You've pulled me apart And I know it wasn't you Cause you were not there Then why? Just come clean 
That was Isley. Look out for their new album releasing early next year. Find out more at Isley.com. You're listening to The Civil Wars. The song is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Um, it, it's a great, great song, but even more so, you people need to know, on February 1st or 2nd, the, the, Civ- the Tuesday that week, yeah, The Civil Wars are, are going to be releasing their full-length album. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah, so everybody seriously needs to go get it. Both Maya and Cameron have agreed together. Doesn't happen often. It's a great album. I you t- guys have come together and the Civil Wars have brought you together no, in t- unity. Here's the, Ironically, he, the Civil War. Maya <laughs> is my t- Maya's my test because mm-hmm. I, a lot of music comes to our office, a lot of good music comes to our office and and you know, I, I not not all of it does she get excited about. Maya likes good good music, pop music, stuff that a lot of people will like. Black Eyed Peas is one of her favorite groups, you know. <laughs> so Don't I tell that everyone will be like, "Ooh, stupid." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what everyone sounds like. Yeah. So, it is. So, that's what everyone sounds like to me. You know, I'll get really excited about an album and I'll tell her about it and she'll be like, "Uh-huh, roll her eyes." So, so like there's been a few albums though where I'm like, "No, seriously, you need to listen to this and I'll burn it for her or whatever, put it in her car." And she got super excited about Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. I saw you tweet about it. And mm-hmm. so that lets me know, like, listen, this album, like, everybody would like this album. And then I, I saw a similar reaction um, with uh, Civil Wars. I like Black Eyed Peas because I can dance to it. Right. There's a lot of other good music you can dance to, Maya. Then find it for I'm me. Not... I'm open. All right. That's a challenge. All right. <laughs> the gauntlet's been laid down. All right. So anyway, the Civil Wars. There's the Christmas album or a Christmas song, but keep, keep your eye out for the full album coming up. It's great. Uh, it's playing right now on Relevant FM. Okay, it's time for feedback. Uh, last week, we asked you to tell us your favorite Christmas song or what Christmas song you would like to hear made more festive and how you would propose doing that. Jesse, can I, can I just say, you know, we talked about Mariah Carey being more yeah. festive. I, uh, I did a side-by-side comparison between the two songs this week. I actually did a lot of research on this. And, and I just want to. <laughs> it was like an episode of Mythbusters in yeah, your office. Yeah, and I just want to let everyone know this is the secret formula to creating a song that is more festive. Okay, you have to have an orchestral intro. Okay, it needs to be at least thirty uh, seconds longer. Okay, it needs to have louder sleigh bells than the original. Of course, it needs to have a higher last note that you hit. Interesting. And it needs to be a fraction slower than the original because slower. it lets you. Mm. Yeah, believe it or not, you would think mm. faster, right. but just a fraction slower because it lets you take in more of that holiday uh, cheer. Okay, so <laughs> wow. so is this is this across the board to any song? That's the well, formula well, I, to make it more festive. I am using that formula because that is exactly what Mariah Carey did to make uh, "All I Want for Christmas Is You" more festive this time around. Mm-hmm. I still would have thought. And if faster. anyone would know, I it would be her. Too. 
Man, yeah. Mariah Carey, we totally know. I want to apply that formula to, you know, some public domain Christmas song. Can we apply it to just normal songs? Any song? To see if we can make them more festive? It, yeah, if you put a choir... <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, that's gross. <laughs> I apologize. It's very cold here. Um, yeah, if you put a choir and, and loud sleigh bells in any song, I guarantee you it's going to crank up the festiveness. Totally. And orchestra doesn't, doesn't hurt either. And you end it with a super high note. That's that, not going to hurt. That holds yeah. for you know, 15, 20 seconds. That sounds like every Charlotte Church album that exists. <laughs> Chad, can you take a non-Christmas song and uh, apply this formula to see if it makes it more festive? I think I'm going to over okay. Christmas break. That'd be great. And I'm going to come back in the first podcast of next year. That'd be awesome. I'm going to take, take, like, really oh, take like a Hillsong United song. Yes. And I'm just yeah. going to see how festive I can make it. I also it. feel like this, <laughs> was be the, awesome. this was the Susan Boyle formula mm. uh, yeah. for music. Good call, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and you posted your replies there. Here's a few of our favorites and we thought we'd play them as well. Um, I have Alistair Ketty here. He says, Aaron Galipsy's song, You'll Be Sorry, or Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, performed by Anne Berlin, would be his favorite with a U. So I assume he is British. Is British. Mm. Chad, well, let's not play let's, them then. Let's, <laughs> Let's check it out, Chad. What do we got? All right. This is uh, The Almost doing You'll Be Sorry. The Almost? That's not I what mean, you I mean, no, that's the lead singer of The Almost. Aaron Gillespie. Aaron yeah, Gillespie. He's the lead singer of The Almost. This song could really use more uh, sleigh bells. <laughs> and higher notes. It doesn't feel festive at doesn't all. No. It doesn't feel Christmassy at all. All right. Here's Anne Berlin. Uh, yeah, that, that feels Christmassy. This makes me want to put my PJs on, put the fire on, <laughs> get some eggnog. I'm wearing a robe right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I wear I only wear a robe starting December first, halfway through <laughs> January. <laughs> I started wearing a robe ironically after I acquired one at the White House last week. I saw that and tweet. He literally walked around with a pipe in his mouth. Wait, I did that, around wait, the house wait. to be funny. You acquired a robe at the White House. Yes, I was at the White House the for some meetings. He gave it to and me. it has a big crest that says White House and the presidential seal on it. And I now, was, were you given this or did you steal it? <laughs> I was in his <laughs> private quarters. No, um, no, we were in the executive offices of the White House. And as we were leaving the meeting, I heard one of the guys in our group say to the other one, "Hey, you should go by the gift shop." Ha ha. You know, and the guy's like, there's a gift shop? And I'm like, no, there's not a gift shop. I interjected in their conversation. There's not a gift shop. It's executive offices. Tourists don't come here. There's the executive office of the White House. And one of the, like, the people who work there who just stand in the hallway overheard us and said, actually, if you would like some of the commemorative, some, you know, we, we have a room. And so she showed us down the hall to this closet where, like, if staffers have to give official gifts to dignitaries or whatever, they, they just send one of the interns down to this closet. To magazine publishers. Yeah. <laughs> so we went into this closet, and it was locked, and so we knocked on the door of this closet, and a man who works inside the closet <laughs> comes out. This is the strangest White House story yes. I've ever heard in he my life. He literally works R. Like, Kelly. And yeah, he goes, R. Kelly. <laughs> trapped. And we go, is this, is this a gift shop? He goes, it's not a gift it's not really a gift shop. This is where I live. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's like, but if you would like something, you know, one you can come in one at a time. Because it's literally a closet, and there's a man in there. And so we're walking around, and the first thing I see when I walk in is the White House robe is hanging up. And I don't know if it's his or if it's for sale. Um, Did but, you buy these? 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So I'm like, can I have a White House robe? And he's like, sure. And then, you know, and, and, uh, and, a, and a pen. I got a pen for my uh, White House pen. But yeah, so, I, I bought them. I paid for them. Like, they would charge the departments. Or gotcha. Whatever, okay. So, so no can, taxpayers paid for my robe. Well, I was going to say, can I? This is how I picture it. This is a WikiLeak, down. people. This is a WikiLeak. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I picture it. When you, when you were just explaining it, I'm picturing a different version. Like, you're on the way to this meeting in the White House, and you're walking by, like, the president's bedroom, and you, like, sneak away from the group, and you go into his closet, and you take a couple towels like you got the bathrobe <laughs> some slippers and maybe a toiletry bag and you're sneaking out of the white house with all the stuff in your arms and a secret service guy stops you and is like sir and he, and he looks down at all the gear you're carrying and you just go hey buddy i pay taxes and you <laughs> run, away. run away is that is that really what happened i i, I cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> but but because uh, all the guys I was with thought it, some of the guys who don't have a sense of humor thought it was really strange that I got a robe, and then the guys who have a sense of humor thought it was pretty epic. I wore that robe all weekend. It yeah. went from ironic to actually being really comfortable. It is and enjoyable. absolutely amazing. If you say it like the Waldorf Astoria, those really fluffy robes, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's amazing quality. Well, yeah. do you think we would adorn our dignitaries in anything less? Exactly. I mean, if the prime minister of if. Honduras is coming. You want him to be (laughs) draped in luxury. Yeah, you want him to be comfortable after a shower. (laughs) Uh, Austin C. says, my favorite Christmas song would be Snow by Sleeping at Last. I can't stop listening to it. A couple people said that. Yeah. They have, oh, every year Sleeping at Last does another song, another Christmas song, and they're always epic. Here's Snow. Branches have traded Snuggle up in your robe. For white sleeves, all-blooded creatures. I wouldn't exactly call this festive, but this is this is fireplace burning. This, this is you got your feet up and you're dozing off in your robe, in your reading, robe. <laughs> a Dickens, reading a Dickens novel. Right. And the Christmas tree lights are the only light in the room other than your little reading light. Yeah, yeah. And it's chilly outside, and the house smells like cinnamon apple cider. But suddenly you wake up and you're being visited by the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> it's, Good thing you've got your robe on. It's time. It's like, remember, remember, like my favorite part of that. I think of that whole story is just the use of old timey pajamas. Like back in an era where people would wear these massive shirts and little, like, what's up with those little hats? You know what I mean? Cats. Those little thin beanies that people used to wear. To they bed. had the ball on the end too. Yeah, always. Does that really make it more comfortable? Like, oh. Man, I, 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 I can't go to sleep. I don't have my little hat well, on. Well, we put them on babies when they're newborns. It keeps your, the heat in your body. Yeah, they, right. didn't yeah. have, they didn't have They didn't heaters. have central heating. But what's with the little ball then? You'd roll over on it, and you'd have yeah. like a little crick in your neck after the sleeping on the ball all night. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I'm sure Scrooge was going for cute. Um, okay, Timothy Quigg, he says, A few of my Christmas favorites are Baby, Please Come Home by U2. Yeah. This was written by Bono's wife. <laughs> After they were on tour <laughs> for a long, long time, tour for years, uh, decades. Oh. I, I saw this one come up, uh, "Baby, Please Come Home," a couple times. This uh, is pretty classic. Yeah, Louis De Jesus had this in in uh, in his list, but he also had "Wham's Last Christmas." Oh, I like that one. Play that one. You know what's ironic is this sounds like something you'd hear in the men's bathroom. <laughs> At J.C. Penney's. Which yeah. bathroom? Well, something. Do you not realize what happened to him in the men's bathroom? That's what I'm yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm like, 
Merry Christmas. It's got a good fest. It's got a good festive feel, though. It does. Bob in California says uh, that last week he almost crashed his bike when Jesse said about Mariah Carey's song. There's a part of the song that's so festive only dogs can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> he said I didn't. Know dogs listen. love that album. <laughs> I didn't know listening to the Rebel podcast while exercising was hazardous. You know, Very. several several people reference the Charlie Brown Christmas album a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a lot of love out there for uh, for Charlie Brown. And specifically, uh, the people that made this album uh, famous, which are the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Which are the Peanuts Gang. (laughs) They were the original gorillas, I think, uh, the Vince Guaraldi Trio. Because they were never seen, they were only animated. Yeah. (laughs) It's gorillas with a Z. In case you wanted to Google it. In in case you were looking up actual images of gorillas. There's a, there's a lot. If you guys want to discover some great Christmas music, you should go read the comments under last week's podcast because there's a lot of a lot of them. And in fact, I thought it was interesting that a lot of people said, you know, I, for most of my life I hated Christmas music, but but now I've found songs that I've fallen in love with, and actually I really am liking Christmas. Uh, that just means you're getting older. Uh, the older you mm-hmm. get, the more yeah. you like Christmas music. and nostalgic, right? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that'll do it for last week's feedback. Uh, normally, here's where we would ask you this week's question of the week, except for the fact that uh, from here to the end of the year, vacation. things are different. <laughs> Next week's podcast is going to be a best of 2010. Then we have the Christmas week off. And uh, next time you'll hear from us, an original episode is is actually the first week in January. Is it the best of us or best of what happened in 2010? It's the best uh, best moments of the relevant podcast. Primarily our guests, interviews, and performances. Oh, not our, our jibber-jabber? Yeah. There may be a little jibber-jabber. I thought it was going to be the best of... It's the week of <laughs> March twelfth. It's, an, of it's an, an hour of that. Yeah. It's the hour <laughs> of my opening sentence. Yeah, it's like, oh, that was pretty good, but he got better but in don't, April. Don't He's gonna add sleigh bells and a high note <laughs> with, with auto tune. That's a great idea. You need to remix my openers. That is a great idea. Yeah, go Gregory Brothers on that. Yeah, <laughs> be our Christmas gift to you. Auto tune the podcast. That's great. Um, <laughs> So, but so I, I have a feeling someone's going to attempt that now that we've said it. Yeah, Chad will. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, but we do want to hear from you as we gear up for 2011's podcast season and we start lining up uh, segments and guests and bands. We want to know from you what you want to see. Um, Here. See, yeah, what you want to hear. <laughs> uh, if there's if there's artists you'd love to see us book, if there's people you would love to hear us interview, if there are games you would like us to bring back, or things you would like us to stop doing, we would uh, mm. we'd love to hear from you. the The podcast listenership has grown significantly this year. We've added about twenty five thousand downloads each week over the course of this wow. this year. So anyway, go over to the podcast episode page uh, at relevantmagazine.com and post your. Your ideas, feedback, comments, suggestions there. And we will not read them on the air, but we will consider them. I have a few ideas, so I'll probably just, <laughs> just there. post them there. Yeah, yeah, I won't talk to you about it. <laughs> I like I'll just, you just post them. Present them. Like, this Josh L. guy yeah. knows what he's talking <laughs> about. Man, he's right on the ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just sounds handsome and talented. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to Isley for coming through the studio. They are on tour now and uh, working on their new project. Uh, which will be released in early 2011. Check them out. Uh, get the latest at Isley.com. 
And thanks to Robbie C. for talking to us. You can get more information about Advent Conspiracy and maybe uh, doing something like that in your community at adventconspiracy.org. On that note, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And that's Chad Michael Snavely. We'll see you guys in 2011. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. Larry Falters with the foot fault.